Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's do a QB free agency preview next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFP in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. And we're going to take a look ahead at the QB free agency class. And as has been the case over the past couple of seasons, there's going to be a lot of turnover at the quarterback position. That's just where we are in the NFL. Basically, every team kind of looks at it the same way. You've either got your franchise quarterback, you've got your cheap rookie on a on a cheap deal who has potential, or you're looking for one of those two things. And that's kind of creates this, this situation where there's like 12 quarterbacks moving teams every single season. And by my count, I think these 11 teams will have a new quarterback in 2023, or at least a different one than the one who started most of the season last year. And you can tell me if you disagree with any of these. Jets, Colts, Texans, Raiders, Commanders, Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. So the entire NFC South things are going great down there. <laughs> and the 49ers. Now, some of those teams have in-house options. You know, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance could be the starter for the 49ers. They might probably won't be in the free agency market. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons could go with Desmond Ritter. The, the Saints could go with Jameis Winston. But I think all of those teams will have Panthers a different... Panthers could go with Sam Darnold, potentially. Panthers could go with Sam Darnold. But either way, you know, th- these teams all could have or likely will have a different quarterback than the right. one who started the season. And then I, I think there's another probably six teams who very well could have a different starting quarterback, although it, it's a little less likely in all these scenarios. And those are the Ravens, Titans, Giants, Packers, and Dolphins. Kind of depends on what all those teams want right. to do, what direction they want to go into. Um, any of those teams sound off to you first? No, I think you nailed it. All right, then let's uh, let's go with what do you think are the three best landing spots for a free agent quarterback, whether you think that's because it would make these quarterbacks fantasy viable or an upgrade at quarterback would make the guys on those teams better. Uh, you know, I tend to think of it the second way and that that's why like a team like the jets seems like such an obvious landing spot for a free agent quarterback. But what do you, what do you view it as? I'll go both ways with it. I'll go with the first way being the dolphins. If you mm-hmm. can get any of these guys in that dolphin situation, it is the most fantasy friendly quarterback situation you can find. You have a great coach who understands space, how to, maximize space and you have two receivers who are perfect at doing exactly what McDaniel wants to do, which is force defenses play the full width and full length of the field on every snap. On the flip side of that, going to the other thing, I'm with you, man. The Jets, if we can get a good quarterback or a decent quarterback to the Jets, Garrett Wilson is a, is a player who I think has top 10 potential. Eli Moore, I think, would go right back into the mix as a wide receiver, too. And we might even see one of those tight ends that they have kind of fall into the mix as a top 12 guy. And who knows what it can do for Brees Hall as well coming back. Because mm-hmm. we knew his profile coming out was pass-friendly and receiving-friendly. It wasn't really featured as much as we would have liked his first year. So I would say one and two. Dolphins, Jets from that scenario. And then there are specific ones I like as well. So maybe we can dive into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw out the Buccaneers. I really hope for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's sake that we're not looking at Kyle Trask as the starting quarterback for them. I mean, look, maybe Kyle Trask is better than I give him credit for, but 
my general sense is that he's not going to be the answer and it's going to make it hard for those guys to maximize their value. Uh, and the Falcons. This is just selfishly because I already have Kyle Pitts listed as my number three tight end for the 2023 season. And Ooh, it would look baby. a lot better if they had someone that they trusted to throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage, which they didn't really have last season. So let's uh, let's move on to the free agent quarterback class. And obviously Derek Carr, already a free agent, was cut by the Raiders earlier this week. We covered that earlier in the week. Lamar Jackson heading into free agency is restricted. Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. Those two guys seem likely to return to the, the Giants and Seahawks, uh, respectively. Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, all free agents. And, of course, whenever Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, emerges from his hole and, and sees his shadow and decides whether he's going to return to the Packers or not, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But you know, what do you think like, is returning to Baltimore the ideal uh, outcome for Lamar Jackson? I wouldn't say it's the ideal outcome for Lamar Jackson. I actually like some of the other outcomes for Jackson, including the Jets, who we talked about a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. and even Washington. I think sure. he, if he joins Washington, he has the best wide receiver core he's ever had because I'm a big believer in Jamar Dotson as a talent. And then you're also not even considering Terry McLaurin, who many believe, like Matt Harmon, who charts these guys for reception perception, believe he's like legitimately one of the elite receivers in the NFL, just hasn't had the quarterback to get him there. So I actually think that it's not the best situation for him fantasy-wise. Uh, what about Daniel Jones? Are you hoping he goes back to the Giants? I'm not, you know, taking the Giants fandom out of it. Yeah. Uh, for his fantasy, from a fantasy standpoint, it's definitely the best place for him because he gets back Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, two of the biggest reasons why he was able to make the jump. Do you think he'd be an interesting fit in Atlanta? Because I kind of do. He actually would be a really interesting fit in Atlanta because it's very similar to what Dable and Kafka did a very run first offensive uh, bootlegs, you know, things to take the ball out of the quarterback's hands in some ways. And I think you'd be a good fit for Kyle Pitt specifically, but I think he's coming back to the Giants. What do you think the chances are that Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Raiders? I know we've seen Devontae Adams hint at that. They do actually have a, a fair amount of cap space after cutting Derek Carr. Right. Do you kind of think that's the end game here? It's such a Raiders move that I think it's very likely, but it's also a Jets move. Booty Johnson's the yeah. owner who does too. I don't know for sure. It could be. What I think will happen is if he says, if he comes back to the Packers, says, I want to play, I don't want to play for the Packers, they're going to trade him. They're going to get a bidding war between the Jets and the Raiders. And we might see like a wild trade that's two first round picks or a first mm -hmm. and an early second for Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old. But I do think that's also the best fit for him fantasy-wise because one thing I am a big believer in, I do not subscribe to the idea that it's good to bring back an offensive coordinator for the sake of continuity. The Giants are a great example of the opposite. Jason Garrett completely failed when they tried that, and then they brought in Dable Kafka. Everything was changed. But I am a big believer in rapport with the quarterback and the receiver. So Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams again, that's how you make me a believer in Rodgers' fantasy stock. Yeah, that was one thing that we saw last year with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Obviously, Devontae Adams had an awesome season. I think he was wide receiver three in points per game. I think that's more Devontae Adams just being awesome because Derek Carr, he actually was willing to throw the ball down the field last season. Uh, you know, I think he had the most touchdowns or, or top three touchdowns on passes at least 15 yards down the field. He also tied for the league lead in interceptions on passes that were 15 yards down the field. So there was definitely some inconsistency there, some struggles with those two getting on the same page. Don't think we would have that issue with Roger and Adams. We've seen, you know, Devonta Adams be one of the best fantasy wide receivers of the last decade with Aaron Rodgers. So I wouldn't mind seeing that reunion. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll have more free agency previews over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk to you later.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.